Welcome to the Own Your Magic podcast, where we dive into topics such as human design, food, all things spiritual, and all things that will help you see that the magic is already inside of you. You just have to own it. Join me in my journey of self-discovery and holistic health to help you become the highest and best version of yourself. Learn to love yourself and own that magic. Remember, we're all different and we are all exactly where we're meant to be in our journey. So be gentle and love yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Own Your Magic podcast. And this week we're going to talk about nutrient, nutrient, <laughs> nutrition. Sorry. This week we're going to talk about nutrition, um, what you should be eating, um, really like diet, I guess, when it boils down, you know, because like throughout like time, there's always been like changing of like fad diets, what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, you know, where's the whole like don't eat carbs, don't eat fats. And it gets like so confusing. And, and there's always the, that that fad diet or the extreme diet. Um, and so I'm really going to like dig into like the core like macronutrients, what you really need to be consuming, carbs, proteins, and fats, um, what types of those you should be eating, what you should be avoiding when it comes down to that. And remember like through all of this, you need to do what works for your body. The only thing I ask you is to be honest with yourself in that. Um, cause sometimes we don't realize, I know myself, um, before I started eating a lot cleaner, um, you don't realize that you actually don't feel good until you do feel good. So really, truly being honest with yourself, listening to your gut and intuition, slowing down, pausing, and really asking if like what you're eating is going to align with your goals, but also in the same, to- also in the same like token, in the same breath, don't beat yourself up either because it's all a process. It's all a slow learning curve. Um, you're going to figure out things that feel good for you, what feel better for you. And then like once you start cleaning up your diet, you're going to have more energy and then that's when you're going to want to start working out and then and everything else kind of follows suit. And, um, you know, before all of that, before you really can focus on your actual what you're consuming in your uh, body you know you really have to do a lot of like internal work we have a lot of attachments to foods I know I've talked about it before Um, I know you tend to eat food when you want that quick fix of that emotion that you're craving whether you're craving you know you're craving love you're craving acceptment you're craving um, uh, uh, validation whatever that is that you're craving you tend to kind of um, use food or alcohol or drugs whatever it may be for you to kind of give you a quick hit right? A quick hit of that, um, um, that good feeling, but really it's not sustainable. So we're going to talk about, um, the three big protein, carbs, fat. Um, so in those, in that like trifecta of macronutrients, your primary, uh, part of your diet is going to be carbohydrates. And I believe that's accounts for about 60 to 70% of what you consume. Um, and then there's proteins and fats, which equal, you know, the rest of it. You can do 50, 25, 25. I know some people do that. Um, but from what I've been reading, I think it should be more about like 60 and then divided between the rest. So we'll just start with protein because I, as a, as a vegan, this is probably the most asked question. Where do you get your protein from? Are you getting enough protein? That can't be healthy because you're not eating enough protein. So like as a culture, we've built up this hype about protein. Like you need so much protein for your body. Um, you know, you have b- protein for breakfast, protein for lunch. We're constantly consuming protein. 
And the truth of it is, unless you're literally malnourished and like not eating or like there's something else, there's like an underlying problem. But for most of us, there's literally no way you can be protein deficient. Um, it's really hard to do. Um, so, but protein, uh, you know, protein accounts for so much, you know, it's your tissues, your cells, your muscles, your skin, your hair, like protein is the backbone to so much of your body. So you truly, truly, I mean, it's super, super important for your diet. Um, most of us need about 10% to 30, 35% of our caloric intake, which comes from protein. And I think a big misconception with protein comes from the terms complete and incomplete proteins. Animal-based protein is complete. So there are nine missing amino acids that our body does not create, which you can get from animal-based foods. Um, and there's a lot of other misconceptions that go along with that too, because, you know, like B12, uh, there's certain vitamins that you get from animal foods, but, and that's the one thing, like as plant-based eater, if you're not consuming meat, um, people always, you won't get B12 from your diet. So you either have to take it in pill form. Um, nutritional yeast has B12, which is why I tend to put nutritional yeast like in everything that I could, even if it doesn't need it, I just throw it in there. I love it. Um, so you will get that from animals. However, because B12 doesn't grow naturally in our soil, which is where it originally came from, the animals are also, um, being fed B12. So you're essentially getting it the same way that they're getting it. But animal protein is considered complete proteins and plant-based proteins are considered incomplete proteins. But the misconception here is that you can eat a variety of plant-based proteins and get all those nine amino acids, um, or there are two types of plant-based proteins that have all nine and are considered complete proteins, and that's quinoa and soy. When it comes to soy, I suggest you go organic. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about soy recently. Well, there's always kind of been talk about soy, about like the hormones and um, all that kind of stuff, and especially now with the rainforest, the disaster in the rainforest, the problem is we're feeding our the cows um, everything in factory farms. They're being fed soy because uh, it's cheap. But the problem is they're tearing down the rainforest to put all these soy products in um, or all these soy plants in to feed the cows. So it's kind of like this vicious cycle. So if you are going to go for soy, I definitely suggest organic, um, whether you do tofu, tempeh, um, all that good stuff. But those are considered sources of of complete proteins. Um, so other types of proteins, obviously nuts, beans, legumes, all that good stuff that is going to be proteins that, um, you can incorporate into your diet. Um, like I said, quinoa is amazing. I love quinoa. It's so good. Nutritional yeast even has protein. Um, and then I said organic soy products. So the problem is not the problem. Well, the problem, <laughs> but Plant-based protein, as I said, as I talked about in the Blue Zones episode, in Blue Zones, that was a super long pause, I apologize. I was thinking, getting my, collecting my thoughts. Um, but in Blue Zones, where people are living to be 80, 90, 100 and plus, they're, among a lot of other factors, but just specifically looking at diet, they're not eating animal protein at every single meal. It's like once a week um, or like once a month during festivities, stuff like that. 
So it's not being consumed every day. And the other thing, you know, when you have like you're serving a protein, I'm looking at my hand. Typically, when you're eating a piece of meat in a restaurant, it's at least the size of your hand, if not bigger. But your protein size is really supposed to be the size of your palm. So we're doubling what we're eating in animal-based proteins, and we're having it at every single meal. And on top of that, you are getting, you know, you're getting that protein, but you're also getting the fat and the cholesterol, the bad fats and the cholesterol as well. So just being aware of like where you're getting the protein, there's nothing wrong with animal-based protein. Obviously, if you, like I said, if you uh, listen to your body and you know what's best, um, but there are, obviously there are health benefits of plant-based diets. Um, that is uh, lower BMI, reduce, reduced risk of cancer, diabetes, and heart disease, gut health, which we'll get into that on another episode, but like literally everything, your emotions, like everything goes back to your gut. So if like something is not right with you, be it, in a, be it like just how you're feeling or, or an ailment of some sort in your body in some way, in some fashion, it's going to relate back to your health. So the easiest thing that you can do is to get your health, or, sorry, is to get your gut right. And chances are it's going to help fix whatever else is wrong with you. Um, lower cholesterol, I know the last few times I've gone to the doctor and I've gotten that call back, they're always like, wow, your cholesterol is like phenomenal because <laughs> it's like the lowest it can go in like a healthy range. Um, so those are just like some, some, uh, some, some of the health benefits of a plant-based diet. And so when you look at plant-based proteins, uh, you have like one cup of quinoa is about eight grams of protein. Brown rice is five grams of protein. Um, but I want to go into like soy. So you have a half cup of soy, which is 15 grams of protein as, as you know, one ounce of pork is eight grams of protein. Um, let me see. I'm looking at a piece of paper. One that's 15 grams of protein. Dairy, six ounces of Greek yogurt is 17 grams of protein. Um, you have eggs, three grams of protein. So it's all like varying, but, um, but, uh, soy, uh, Tofu, that was tempeh actually, sorry, tempeh has 15 grams of protein and tofu has 10 grams of protein. So you can get like incredible protein sources from plant-based foods. Um, like I said, just be aware of the meat, where you're getting it from, try and get it, you know, humanely raised or whatever the terms are. Um, if you can buy it locally or um, if you could actually buy the whole animal, you know, you can have a butcher do its thing, get a, get a whole animal, um, as opposed to just like buying off the shelf in the store. At least, you know, that they were coming from like a legit farm and you could even sometimes go visit the farm and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just be aware of the type of protein you're getting, um, how much you're getting and from different variety of sources. So it's not all just animal proteins. You know, I think that's like the, we can all agree that a healthy diet is whole, whole food, plant-based diet. And plant-based is not completely vegan. Plant-based literally means like mostly plant-based. There are plant-based eaters that have meat in there. Um, so it's all, it's all relative. But just be aware of where you're getting it from is really my biggest advice. Okay, so next that brings us to fats. Um, fats are necessary for our bodies. I know fat has gone like around where it's like, don't eat anything fat, have a low fat diet. Um, people don't want to consume coconut milk. I know even in like the plant-based world, vegan world, a lot of people say don't have any oils because oil is just like co uh, concentrated fat. Um, so there's just like a lot and it can be really confusing getting it from all different sources. But 
Fat should be should account for about 20 to 35 percent of your diet. Um, and it's really important for your body. Um, it's eating healthy fat promotes a healthy weight. Um, there's a whole science to it that I'm not exactly versed in. Um, you know, I've heard about it. I've read about it, but I don't want to sit here and <laughs> butcher the science behind it. But in a nutshell, there are a few different types of fat. Um, There's monosaturated fatty acids um, such as vegetable oil, avocados, nuts, seeds. There's polyunsaturated fats um, and these both are like liquid at room temperature and that can be like um, omega-3s, omega-6s. Saturated fatty acids are generally solid at room temperature and they come from animal-based foods. Um, That'll be like fatty meat, lard, dairy, uh, or like palm palm oil and coconut oil is considered a fatty, uh, saturated fatty acid. Um, and so, and then there's trans fats, trans fats have a high association with heart disease. So you really want to be aware of trans fats. And these are like processed goods, baked goods, frozen foods, fried foods. It's like all of those like bad things. So really you want to stay away from those. And um, I read or I listened to a lecture. They said really on the labels to look out for partially, the words partially hydrogenated. So that really means it's trans fats. And so with fats, like I said, they've gotten a really bad rap throughout time. Um, but then you also look at the Mediterranean diet has like constantly, constantly come up. And a lot, some people say like, no, don't do it because they have a lot of oils. Um, but Mediter- Mediterranean diet has just been proven so many times that it works. Like people who eat a, a Mediterranean diet tend to have like a certain amount of longevity. longevity. And, you know, a, a big, a core part of their diet is olive oil. They use olive oil a lot. And so these are healthy fats in moderation, obviously. You're not going to sit there and have like half a cup of olive oil in your pasta. Um, but, you know, everything in moderation. Um, it also includes nuts, seeds, almonds, cashews, pine nuts, tahini. I love tahini. It's one of my favorites. Um, these are like really good for your body. Um, and then obviously omega-3s uh, as... If you're eating plant-based, omega-3s are a little bit harder to get. Um, You can get them in flaxseed, and I put flaxseed in a lot. If I'm making a smoothie in the morning, I'll throw flaxseed in there. If I'm doing overnight oats, I throw flaxseed in there. If I'm making pancakes, I throw flaxseed. And flaxseed is actually a really good substitute for eggs. So if you're trying to do baking egg-free, you can take one tablespoon of flax, combine it with three tablespoons of water, mix it up, and let it sit for about 10 minutes, and it's going to get a little bit thicker. Um, So... That's kind of like a rundown of the fats. You really want to stay away from the trans fats, um, saturated fats, but, you know, mono and uh, polysaturated are polyunsaturated, uh, whichever. (laughs) Those are like good fats for you Um, in moderation. Have them in your diet. Um, And so that brings us to carbohydrates, which should be about, let me see what it says. Okay, 45 to 65% of your total caloric intake. Carbs also get a really bad rap. And pretty much, I think the consensus is stay away from white carbs. If it's white, don't eat it. Um, if it's got a commercial, don't eat it. And so essentially, like, what, what happens is that when you're making bread or whatever, you have the whole piece of the wheat. And I'm just looking through my notes right now because I want to get this correct, um, if I can find it in here. But you have, there's different parts of the plant. 
I can't find it. Anyway, but you have the outside, the bran. Um, there's a few different layers. And what happens when you, when producers make like white bread or anything, they strip away the healthy things and they tend to feed that to the animals. And then, so it's really this refined carb, carbohydrate that you're getting which is horrible for your system because what it is what they call a simple carbohydrate. And a simple carbohydrate, carbohydrate breaks down really quickly and it basically turns into sugar, which then shocks your body. And then you, you're, you have to shoot, um, your body has to shoot out insulin to like tame it, to counteract it. But what you really want is the complex carbohydrates. Um, so the simple carbohydrates are going to be basically sugars. Anything that like breaks down to a sugar and the reason that um, refined foods break down to sugar is because it doesn't have any of the complex carbs in there. They've already they've stripped that away. Um, they've thrown it away. They've given it to animals and you're just getting the leftovers that really are just straight up sugar. But the complex, complex carbohydrates, this is what you want in your diet. And ca carbohydrates are your body's energy. So like if you've ever done a low carb or no carb diet, you're going to tend to like fatigue and burn out, especially if you're working out. If anybody I know is like talking to me about working out and, and cutting carbs, I'm always just like, please, I hope that you're having at least like sweet potatoes or rice, like have some sort of carbohydrate, complex carbohydrate, because this is so good for your body. Um, okay, so sources of complex carbohydrates, beans, legumes, vegetables, like star starchy vegetables, like potatoes, uh, brown rice, oats, all of these things are like so, so good for your body. I see it now. Sorry. <laughs> so whole grains such as brown rice contain three main parts, bran, endosperm, and the germ. And so what happens is they take away the bran, they take away the germ. That's where all the nutritional value is. They toss that away and you're left with the endosperm, which is what you're consuming. And it's pretty much breaks down into simple carbohydrates. And so that's like pretty much what you should be consuming. Um, I think, you know, as long as you're minimizing processed foods, which I think we all know, it's, it's pretty common knowledge. Um, just the problem is we know what we're supposed to eat. Um, I think, you know, macronutrients, when you break it down, it kind of gives you a better idea of like why and how much and, how, and your quantity. But you have to deal with the emotional ties to food, you know, because like some people when they get home, you know, also I have to say in a culture where we're saying that fruit is bad for us, there's a problem. <laughs> but the other problem is we're so used to everything is on demand now. Everything that we want to eat is on demand. We want blueberries at any time during the year. We can have blueberries. We want bananas. We want um, strawberries. We can have all these things any time of the year. But our body works with the seasons. It's literally our body is beautiful and our body is magic. Literally is magic. Magical the way that it works, how the universe has like created it. Um, but your body is biologically clocked with, with the seasons. So I believe it's blueberries, uh, avocados you can eat all year round, bananas you can eat all year round. But the fall is really good for berries. <clears throat> and so your body is just like... That's what your body needs. But the problem is when you're in the summer and you're trying to eat all of these fruits that are technically not in season, but they're being produced, it's your body's going to have an adver adverse reaction because it's not supposed to be eating those things at that time. So knowing what's in season, if you can go to a local farmer's market and pick up whatever the fruits and veggies are in season, um, you will start to notice the difference in your body. Um, you'll start to feel it. So just being aware of that and as much as you can, 
You can also, instead of like having a can't diet, <laughs> I can't have this, I can't have that. When I first went vegan, um, I knew somebody that was kind of doing it too. And they were just so like, oh, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. And, or if somebody says that to me, oh, you can't eat this. I'm always like, I can't eat it. I just choose not to. So that shift in mindset. Um, so instead of having, instead of, you know, trying to do the can't diet, instead of eliminating things, just incorporate good, better things, incorporate more fruit, incorporate more vegetables, because what's going to happen is you're going to crowd out the bad things. You have more of the good things on your plate, you can have less space for the bad things. Um, so it'll just be a gradual process. So that's what I got for you guys on, <coughs> sorry, on macronutrients. Um, you know, primarily your plate's going to have primarily carbs, obviously have water, please, please, please be drinking enough water. Um, I know so many people that don't drink enough water, my daughter included, because <laughs> I can't control. It's so funny. My son will guzzle water all day. And my daughter, it's like pulling teeth. I don't understand it. I drink like I have like a 36 ounce Yeti and I fill that thing up like three times a day. And I like, I feel dehydrated if I'm not drinking that much. And I always tell her like, don't let yourself get to the point where you're thirsty. Like I can't control what you're drinking at school. And if you're not drinking, you know, you're going to your body needs it, especially as like a growing kid. Um, but obviously, so like primarily like 60% of your plate is going to be carbs and then it's going to be, uh, about 20% protein, 20% fats <coughs> ish, um, play with that. And then obviously you're going to have your water along with it. Um, and that's, you know, if you can try and st stick with that ratio when you're eating, be conscious of it. Um, I like to, before I eat anything, literally just take a minute sounds really ridiculous and sometimes I feel ridiculous take a minute and really look at it and ask yourself like is this aligning with my goals is this aligning with where I want to be because unfortunately fortunately and unfortunately health fitness personal development spirituality all this stuff it's a process it doesn't happen overnight um and so so oftentimes we want to give up because we're not seeing the results but I promise you you will get there. It will happen. I can speak from experience, especially with fitness. Like I could not lose the baby weight. My son was almost two. No, he was a little over one and I was still had like 20 pounds to lose. And I would just get so frustrated to go to the gym. And it's like, I wouldn't see anything happening in two weeks and I get discouraged, but I stuck with it. I stuck with it. And now almost two and a half years later, I'm almost back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Um, my body still, obviously I've had two kids. So there's that. <laughs> it's never going to look exactly the way it does, but at least now I know like I control it. I own it. Um, you know, I'm, I've put in a lot of work for it when people, not that people compliment me on it all the time, but if anybody says anything, i just say, thank you. Like I worked hard for this. <laughs> I really work hard for this. So, but whatever your stages in the journey, just know it's a process. You're perfect as you are and you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this journey. So don't beat yourself up. Be gentle. Love yourself. Love yourself. Please love yourself. Um, journal, <sighs> whatever you have to journal. And just every time you have a negative belief, just reprogram it in your mind. I, I know I still struggle with it. Sometimes I have those feelings of low self-worth, not being enough. And I just have to, I have, just have to catch myself and be like, no, you know what? You are. You are. You are worthy of every single thing you desire. Believe it. And the universe will show you that you are. But if you're writing the script that you are not worthy, the universe is going to reciprocate. And you, I bought the book Law of Attraction. I have not read it yet, but I know I'm going to like it because I completely agree. You receive what you put out. Um, and I try and be really aware of that when I have a negative thought or if I'm nervous for something, I always think like, no, if I'm anxious right now, if I'm fearful right now, I'm going to get what I'm putting out. And so <clears throat> just trying to rewrite that script. I apologize. My throat is 
really sore. Um, it's really funny. I got this beautiful throat chakra necklace because my throat chakra is the one thing that I've always felt has been, um, silenced, I guess. Um, I felt, I've always felt like I can't speak up. And so I saw this beautiful throat, throat chakra necklace and I was like, I have to get that. And I got it. And now my throat hurts. <laughs> I don't know what that's trying to tell me. There's obviously something I'm not communicating. Actually, I know exactly what I'm not communicating <sighs> that I need to have a conversation with somebody about, not on this podcast. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's total sidetrack. Um, and so for this week for books, I am reading, well, it's like, I'm kind of, I go back and forth with it because it's not necessarily a I mean, you can read it cover to cover, um, but it's The Ultimate Guide to Tarot Card Meanings by Bridget Esselmont. She's also got a website called the Biddy Tarot. And so if you're just like dabbling in it, but don't want to buy the book, she's got some awesome, I mean, like every tarot card in there is on the website. Um, she's also got a podcast. She's awesome. It's amazing. It's so insightful. Um, so I've been listening to her podcast, the Biddy Tarot. And then I'm also listening to another podcast called Root Locker um, Tarot. It's all about tarot as well. And he is super, super insightful too. I'll put both of those in the show notes so you can check them out. Um, and this week I've just, you know, what's been coming up for me a lot. There's a couple things. It's like asking for things, asking for help. You know, the Bible says it, the universe, it's all, you know, asking you shall receive. If you don't ask for it, no, you can't, you know, and, that, and that's the thing with manifestation too. When you're trying to manifest, you have to be clear. You have to, you have to ask for it and you have to work towards it too. It's not just asking and throwing your hands up and waiting for it to happen. You have to like make clear and conscious effort to like go forward as well. And just love yourself, like I said, um, because you are perfect as you are. And I hope that you believe that and you know that. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Um, and I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about being in struggles with people or conflict. And just knowing that, you know, you get frustrated with people and you sometimes want to just tell them like, ah, like, you know, do this or do that. But they are exactly where they're supposed to be in their journey. And so... Wherever that is, you just have to let the process happen. You can't tell anybody anything. If they want you to tell them something, they'll come and ask you. Otherwise, you just got to let it go. Got to let it flow. Got to let it do its thing. But I hope you all have a wonderful, beautiful weekend. Um, and have a beautiful week. And I will talk to you next Friday. Bye.